very young age, after being forced to go to church, ever since he could remember, at a very young age, he got introduced to sex, drugs, and alcohol. And so at the age of 17, he married Angie. And they together had a daughter. And Mike confessed to us that during that marriage, he was abusive, not physically, but verbally to his wife and his daughter. And that in 2012, Angie finally said, I've had enough, and you're out of here. We don't need to be together anymore. You're obviously not happy in this relationship. And Mike tells us that he went to a motel because he didn't have anywhere else to go. And so when he got to that motel, he found a little testament laying on the, a little Bible, laying on the nightstand, and said God began to speak to him. And those things that he had learned at an early age came back to him as he read John 14, verse 14. And there it says, If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And Mike tells us that in that motel room, he and God came to terms. And he asked God to change his life, restore his marriage. And he went back home. A week later, his wife called him at that same motel room and said, you're different. You're different from what you were when you left home. And we want you to come back. And Mike tells us that today, God has given him renewed faith in restoring what only God can do. I have a good friend that many of you know, Bobby Burris. Bobby says, when I met God, really met God, my want to changed. That's what happened to me when I joined the Gideons. My want to changed. When I joined this organization, I joined it to pay my dues. So that when church presenters went into churches, they could say that what you give as a church goes to buy scriptures. And that what I pay as dues goes to print a little magazine called the Gideon that comes to us once a quarter that says this is what God's doing because you were faithful in what God called you to do. I'm not a speaker. Most of you know that. If you didn't know it before today, you can tell from my knees shaking and my voice quivering that as I get older, I realize that God is still in the same business that He's been in since the beginning of time. Gideons are planters of seeds. Seeds that you as a church provide so that for a buck and a quarter, a copy of God's Word 
can go in the hands of somebody somewhere in the world so that God can speak when somebody, sometimes somebody's not even there other than the person that God needs to talk to and God. It works. Eyes of Gideon have a responsibility not to give you facts and figures, but to say this is what God's doing because of your faithfulness. And I'm going to share with you about, and this is where I really get emotional, and I probably shared it with this church before three years ago, but I just can't get away from it. I told Larry Holbrook, I said, I'm working on getting fresh testimonies so I don't repeat myself. And Larry says, hey, we're not going to remember three years ago. So I'm trusting that if you remember it, it'll serve as a reminder to you like it does to me that I met Larry Henderson a number of years ago as a high school teacher in Liberty, South Carolina. It doesn't have to be in Africa. It doesn't have to be in Romania. It doesn't have to be on the other side of the world. It can be in Liberty. Liberty is where Larry Henderson joined the Gideons, and I met him when he was a brand new Gideon, and he was on fire, just like I was when I first joined, just like I was when I first became a Christian, to say God's called me to do something, to do something. So he talked another one of those idiots into going to Liberty High School at quitting time on Wednesday afternoon. You ever been at West Oak at quitting time? Coming out of the parking lot at Liberty High School, Larry Henderson and another idiot called a Gideon stood there and gave out little orange testaments that looked like this one. By the way, how many of you have ever seen a Gideon testament? Raise your hand. Everybody's awake. If you don't remember anything else I say, please remember this. There is no Gideon Testament. It does not exist. It's God's Word that some church member bought so that some Gideon could stand in the parking lot at Liberty High School and give it to Joe on Wednesday afternoon at quitting time so that on Thursday Joe could come back because he was a new student and he had met a little girl named Carrie. And he knew automatically that Carrie was a Christian because of the way she lived. You see, Carrie was in a youth group at her church and they were teaching her how she should live. And Joe came to Carrie on Thursday and says, tell me about what I'm reading. And Carrie took him to the back of that little New Testament to a plan of salvation. On Friday. Now, Wednesday, Joe got that little testament. Thursday, he talked to Carrie about it, and she led him to Jesus Christ. On Friday, Larry Henderson said he had to go around an accident coming out of the parking lot. What an unusual event. Happened all the time. Students at quitting time get into wrecks because they pull out in front of cars. 
or people going down the road don't realize it's a high school and you need to be careful. Larry said that on Monday, they paged him to the office and said, there's somebody here that wants to talk to you. It was the mother of Joe that had been killed in that accident on Friday. Now, people, that ain't Africa. It's Liberty, South Carolina, in 1998, on Wednesday at time. Now, that ain't a coincidence. It's God stepping into the middle of a situation saying a church was faithful in providing the Word and training up a young person so that God could do what only God can do. It works. We talked a lot today about the Word and how the Word is a lamp unto my feet. Brother Kenny set this thing up beautifully as he always does. My job is to say thank you. Thank you for the TEL class that is faithful in sending these little cards saying, I'm thinking about you. I don't see the rack here, but Larry Holbrooks can tell you where it's at. And if it's not here, Larry Holbrooks can see to it that it gets here. And this is not to take anything away from any other tribute that you want to give. If you want to honor somebody for a graduation, if you want to say, hey, I'm just thinking about you. I don't know why God put you on my heart, but He did. It's easy to do. I did it sitting out there in the parking lot while I was waiting between my church and your church. I slipped out of Sunday school a little early this morning. I get in trouble for that later. They'll, they'll penalize me probably. You put a little check in that envelope that says, I want to donate a Bible. You can donate more than one, but I'm cheapskate. I want to donate a Bible that's going to go into a hotel room or five Bibles that's going to go on the street in Westminster or Indonesia where 75 local Gideons gave out 61,000 copies of God's Word this year when some of our folks from Nashville where I pay my dues to went on their own time and at their own expense because God told them to do it. Being faithful. So that when I come to First Baptist Church, Westminster, I can say what you give goes to buy scriptures. So that God can do what only God can do. Because we're not in control of it. As much as we'd like to be, we're not in control. God's going to do what He's going to do. 
and he asked us to do what he called us to do. He called me to be a Gideon. I joined to pay my dues. But as I began to work in this ministry, God began to show me. Show me, not tell me, but show me how He's still faithful to do His part if I'm willing to do mine. That's my responsibility to you. Just like Paul and Barnabas went back to the church at the end of their first missionary journey. And if you want to read it in the book of Acts, you can go to it and read it just like I do. To say, this is what God's doing because of your faithfulness. Gideon's claim a verse of Scripture out of Isaiah. It says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Didn't say anywhere in the Bible it was going to accomplish what we wanted it to. Because God's in control. I get anxious and I get upset and I get excited and I'm human just like you are. I want to see fruits. I want to be able to go to somebody and see results. That's my responsibility of Gideon, with Gideon's is to give you just a glimpse, just a glimpse of what God's doing because you bought Bibles and because you prayed for us and because you asked your members with your pastor's recommendation to come and be a part of us. Ain't that right, Richie? Where's Richie at? Yeah, ain't that right? God's still about the same business He was about when He was talking to Isaiah. My job is to thank you for providing the seeds so that God can do what only God can do. It's easy. The hard part is getting over the human side of it where we want to see results. But see, God's still in the business. He didn't say it was going to happen in our time frame. And it did, He didn't say that it was going to happen where we sent it. It says it's going to happen where He sent it. So we as Gideons get an opportunity to hear Cornell Patra talk about being in Romania before the Iron Curtain came down. And he knew that he needed to come to the U.S. He, he, that was his desire. Because he had heard about all the opportunities. And he knew his best shot at getting to the U.S. was to learn English. He had a friend that had a book that was printed in English and Romanian. And he said, if I can get that book, if I can just get that book, I can look at this word in Romanian and I can look at this... Same word in English on the adjoining page. And I can begin to learn that language. Cornell Potter had a plan. It'll work. I can learn English. He bought the book. 
When I met Cornell Patre, he was a student at Bob Jones. Because Cornell Patre had a plan. But God had a bigger plan. He learned English, but he learned so much more. It works. It works like he told Isaiah it would. And it works like he's telling us today that it will. Thank you for plant, providing seeds. Thank you for allowing your church members to come alongside us and help plant seeds. And thank you for training your young people so that when seeds are planted and somebody needs to water it, they're there so that God can use them. I love this town. I love it because a lot of you helped raise me and my wife when we moved here not knowing a soul. Not knowing a soul. At the ripe old age of how old I am, 21, 22, something like that. We moved here from South Dakota where my rich uncle decided I needed to live for four years. And he flew me back and forth to Guam and Thailand and all of those things. But we came to Westminster and a lot of you that I see out there okay, helped raise me. Some of you are still helping raise me. So what I am today is your fault. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for allowing me to come. Thank you, Brother Kenny, for going to Africa. But thank you most for praying that God will do what only God can do. And I know Brother Kenny does that. Is that a little testament right there? Pretty beat up, isn't it? It came out of a room in Oconee Memorial Hospital a number of years ago. One of our Gideons brought it to a prayer meeting on Saturday morning and said, Fellas, we ain't doing our job. We ain't doing our job. It's a disgrace for God's Word to be presented like that. So he put a new Bible in place of that one. And he brought that one to a Gideon meeting. And I said, I want to buy that one from you. I'll pay for that new one. Because I need a reminder that sometimes Gideons get lazy. Sometimes Gideons get lazy. So pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for every Gideon you know or ever hear of that we won't be lazy. Because God called us. He called us to plant seeds. And not worry about, not worry about what's going to happen. Because God's in control of that. Thank you for letting me come.